Are we ready to begin? Good morning! My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. Folks, this is episode 299, which is incidentally more episodes than they made of the show that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're going to talk about MASH. We are going to talk about MASH. We are. Um, I actually don't know how many episodes of MASH they made. I'm not sure either. But, but I mean, that's what we're here to find out. Oh, we barely got him beat. How many did they make? They made 255 episodes of MASH. We beat them. And a couple movies over uh, 11 seasons. 11 seasons? Yeah. Wow. We're only on our first season. Second. We did second too when we did rolled over to 200. Interesting. Um, MASH is an acronym for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. That's right. A lot of people don't know that. Um, did you know that you can hike to the uh, exterior site of where they shot MASH? We've talked about this, but tell me about it again. Because I, 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 I have to look it up. But this, oh, this, this, the, I've never yeah, done it. There's still, okay. So, yeah, if you do the hike, there's still a sign mm-hmm. that is a leftover set deck and an old truck. And an old truck. And the, it's an old the, army truck yeah. that has the, the MASH logo on the side of it. And yep. it's one of the signs that has the arrows in different directions, like. Tokyo, 3,000 kilometers away. Yeah, um, and it's just right that way, out of town. Here Um, is some pictures of what you can see when you go up there. Um, Simply stick to the main corridor to reach the MASH site. The wide dirt trail passes Cage Creek Trail on the right. A quarter mile passes Century Lake. The single track ascends to the lower end of Lookout Trail below Mulholland Drive, which connects to Cistern Trail. Another access route to Malibu Creek State Park. Will you hike this with me? I have. I, I hiked it um, with Ben one of the first times that he came to LA. But yeah, I would do it again. I would love to go. It was actually super cool. Yeah. And it's not a bad hike at all. It's not like incredibly difficult. It's 1.8 miles. Cool. Yeah, it's there real cool. From the parking lot. Do it in a heartbeat. Let's. Uh, let's... Oh, we're still on the pictures. So we are. <laughs> but the yeah, pictures. there's the. Yeah. Like the arrows and stuff. I can't believe people don't steal those. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if you like do the research to go on a hike to do that, you have a little bit more respect for it. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's real cool. I would say anybody that you know comes out to LA for a visit, it's definitely one of those things worth checking out. Definitely. So I'm googling what. Um, where was MASH film shooting for MASH took place on a movie ranch operated by 20th Century Fox that's what turned into the park Um, the filming lasted from 1972 to 1983 during this period the 20th Century Fox ranch was actually sold off and became Malibu Creek State Park yeah yep I want to know what stage they shot at though film location Malibu Griffith Park, Malibu Country Club. Stage 18, 20th Century Fox. Let me look up a stage map. Oh, and stage 8. Okay. Tell me something while I look something up for my own health real quick. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't want to talk about the theme song yet because I want you to talk about that with me. 
Okay. Um, so there were a couple of the people that had contract problems on MASH. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wayne Rogers, who played Trapper McIntyre, uh, decided that he'd had enough. He was playing, he was tired of playing second fiddle to Hawkeye, played by Alan Alda. Yep. Felt his character was never given the chance to be explored in depth. So CBS kind of laughed at him and said, uh, nope, you can't just up and decide to leave the show. Well, apparently you can when you never sign the contract you were supposed to sign. Oh. Writers and producers had little choice, but to grin and bear it, they had no legal recourse but to write him out of the show. And that's why Trapper never gets a proper farewell. He never signed his contract. And that's how he was like, sayonara. That's insane. Yeah. They just started working. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Um... I, I think that, that that's a good one. Like, I mean, I wonder how many times that happens where someone's like, yeah, we didn't actually get his contract back signed. Sorry. I can't, and I can't imagine it being that small of a contract either. Um, the crew on MASH actually really, really hated the laugh track. It's a staple on most shows. There's mm. always a laugh track in the background, unless you're doing you're in front of a live studio audience. Um, some people can't stand it; others tolerate it. However, the entire cast of Mash were not fans and begged CBS not to add it into the show. CBS, in what seems like you know the common thing on this show, ignored their protest and included the laugh track. Only because all other comedies had one back then. But MASH isn't really like all comedies. It's set during a war. So fortunately, CBS had the good sense not to include the canned laughter at inappropriate moments and never during operation room scenes. If you buy the DVD version, you can choose to watch the entire show without the laugh track. Hmm. Which is real cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, just for my own good. Mm -hmm. This is the overhead map of the Fox lot. Okay. Um, for those of you that are interested, this is Nagatomi Towers. Yes, it is. Fox <laughs> From Die Hard. Yeah. This is stage eight, which I have never been on because... It's a big one. It is. It's. I think it's one of their biggest. Yeah. It is... I don't want to say it is their, their biggest. It's, it's but, one of the bigger ones, definitely. Um, I, I don't think I've even gone to this section of the lot because the commissary is here. Right. I come in off of Avenue of the Stars, go mm -hmm. down Galaxy, and then when I shoot, I park in the Galaxy Way parking structure. Yeah, that's where I've always parked when I've gone to do yeah. rando stuff there. And then when you pop out, you just walk this way because uh -huh. I take meetings in this building. Right. This is the building with Star Wars painted on it, and mm -hmm. this is the building with... The Simpsons painted on it. Yep, sure is. This is the how the two guys are growing a pizza place stage <laughs> yeah, I was telling you about with Ryan Reynolds last right. week. But stage eighteen right here, and stage eight is where they filmed Mesh. So if okay. you are like, what are you talking about on the audio? Just click over the video on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook and watch that part. Real What's the quick. website they could look that up on if they wanted to look at that overhead? Um, IO.dp.com/visual. Just Google That's Fox a lot. slot. It took me forever okay. to find that map. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you so? Do you want to talk about the theme song with me? I do. Okay. Suicide is dangerous. Suicide is painless. It is painless <laughs> and dangerous. So that's the name of the theme song. Um. Now explain to me what you told me before this because I think it's real cool actually. Uh. It's I a. It was a, a. They kind of parlayed it into a scene in the show. 
Oh, right. One right, of the right. characters wanted to commit suicide. And so all the other characters threw him a going away party. Yeah. And one yeah. of the other characters sang this song, Suicide is Painless, yeah, what, to him during this going away party. Exactly. I'm on the show. Basically, just going to say what you just said in the words in this article. What is the meaning of the MASH theme song? The dentist of the 4077. Uh huh. Sorry, there's a little fly in here. <laughs> the dentist of the 4077th Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, painless pole, in quotes, while Donsky, which is played by John Schnuck, declares his desire to commit suicide. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look up his picture. I don't is. remember who the dentist was. I remember the. Um, what was his name? Donsky? Because I have the cast up right now. Waldonsky. Painless pole, Waldonsky. John Schnuck declares his desire to commit suicide. In fact, his prank-loving tentmates... Oh, he's like the the schmug in the corner. You know how they were always having martinis and then there was the guy... Okay. No, but that guy was the surgeon too. All right. Uh, They would throw him a last supper where Private Sedman sings poor, painless pole a tune. Suicide is painless. That's the origin of the title. Well, I have a little bit more. Okay, great. (laughs) So, when they decided to make that the intro to MASH, they, of course, took the lyrics out of it to where it's just instrumental because you don't want the lyrics to a song called Suicide is Painless. Exactly. As the intro to a show about war. Yeah. Um, so, since it didn't have lyrics, this is so great. Director Robert Altman enlisted the help of his 14-year-old son, Michael, to write the lyrics to the new theme song. Not because he thought his son was super talented, but because he wanted the lyrics to be childish and stupid. I've got a son who's a total idiot, is what he told the song's composer, Johnny Mandel. Wow. However, 14-year-old Mike got the last laugh. He ended up earning over a million dollars in royalties when a version of the MASH theme song with his lyrics topped the UK charts. And then overall... Yeah, then he got more more royalties like I mean, throughout. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I do remember this guy, but I think it's from the film. Did the film come we need to find this out. Did the film come first or after the series? I don't remember. It's this dude. I don't remember that guy at all. Um, Not one bit. Oh, see. that guy. The one in the middle where he's older. That's John, where I yeah. recognize him. John Shuck. Okay. Um Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, here he is. John Shuck Jr. Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out if the movie which came first, chicken or the egg. There, yeah, I, I would assume that the movie maybe came out after the TV show, but I don't know that I've ever seen the movie either. Interesting. I always thought I I really wasn't I until you said that I didn't really know that there was a movie. It was developed by Larry Gilbert as the first original spin-off series adapted from the 1970 feature film MASH, which in turn was based on Richard Hooker's 1968 novel MASH, a novel about three army doctors. The movie came, came first. first. Let's find huh. out how much it made. Huh. MASH box office. Weird. Wow, 81.6 million dollars. Back then. Wow. Yeah. And war movies That's rack it up. A real good reason to make a TV show out of it. No, well, I mean, they did Saving Private Ryan and they didn't make a TV show out of that. Yeah, they don't do. Apocalypse Now? Executives can't think forward enough out and stuff. They probably want to make Saving Brian's Privates 2 or something. <laughs> um, speaking of money. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, there it is. Ah, uh, yes, of course. 
Guess how much money people made on the show. Tell me. I'm still backing up. Okay. So, Gary Berghoff. Mm-hmm. Berghoff. Okay. He played radar, right? So radar yes. would be would be he could sense that things were about to happen, and then he would. And come radar out. was everybody's favorite. Yeah, he was this 100%. very pure, innocent kid yeah. from the middle of nowhere. Um, you just didn't know why he was there at war. He had done a number of episodes, and he was over it. He left the show in 1979. So, okay. eight, seven, or I don't Seventy-two is when it started. Yeah. Seven episodes. I mean, he was just seven, seven seasons. seasons. Excuse yeah. me. Um, he just turned it down. He's like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I want to go back. I want to hang out with my family. I missed a lot of stuff in my 30s yeah. doing this show for seven years. Definitely. So they offered him $4 million. In those days, that was a lot of money. Yes. And to put it in perspective, Alan Alda, who was uh, the, one of the writers and also the lead of the show, was paid $5.4 million that year, making him the highest paid TV actor of the year. Wow. Right? So remember okay. last week when we talked about... Well, um, Ryan Reynolds being the highest paid TV actor. Mm-hmm. Bert. Bert. Anyway, put it in perspective. If he had taken that $4 million, he would have been the second highest paid, um, third highest paid, whatever. In that same year, Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie made $3.8 million. So he would have made more money than him. He would have made more money than Michael Landon. He would have made more than money than Larry Hagman. For playing J.R. Ewing? J.R. Ewing, $2.4 million. Right on, on radar. But right on yeah. for like saying no, too. Like, talk about early on setting your boundaries. Yeah. There was only one other person. I thought it was a That's woman fantastic. that made more on a different show. Like, I was on this article when I read it before, and now it's not here. But. <laughs> the internet has ways of doing that. It does. It changes it deletes the information. Yeah. I want to give this woman credit for making more money than him. But anyway. It's okay. Oh, sorry. It was Carol O'Connor who pulled $4.8 million That's for amazing. starring. Carol O'Connor's a man? Carol O'Connor was absolutely a man. He was Archie Bunker. But Carol feel... O'Connor is a man. Carol... Look it up. Look him up. I believe you. I just thought <laughs> I, I'm breezing through That's this. So... I love that so much, though, that you were so hell-bent on giving that woman her credit. <laughs> yeah, it was Carol O'Connor's Archie Bunker. I really wish I did that on purpose and uh, it was a joke. We can pretend that you did. Oh, my. Yeah, he was That's on a Archie ton Bunker. of stuff. Yeah, totally. This guy. But Radar would have made more money than him, and he was a big deal back yeah, then. This guy would have made 800000 more than him. Okay. So this was going to be right. the second highest paid guy. Okay. And then... Fair. Interesting. Why is the preview in the program? Huh. Um, do you remember Radar's teddy bear? I do. In the show? I do. So the teddy bear that Radar traveled with, um, Hockey, Hawkeye eventually placed it in a time capsule. Oh, wow. During the show. It was in an episode that was meant to symbolize all the boys who came over here and then left as men. When the show ended, nobody could figure out what happened to the actual stuffed animal, to Radar's teddy bear. It had gone missing through all of this time. Yeah. 22 years later, it showed up at an auction. No. It sold to a medical student for $11,500. Eventually, he decided to sell it back to Gary Berghoff, who played Radar on the show. It must have held a lot of sentimental value to the actor for him to fork, fork over that kind of cash. I bet. He did have a very extra special connection to his character. Um, yeah. It, like, it just disappeared, and then all of a sudden, boom, here it is again, sold at auction. And what medical student has $11,000 Right? That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, special mentions while we're running out of town. To- uh, Man, out of town so here. fast. 
got oh, so much to talk about. We can do so many, but uh, we didn't even touch on Klinger. We didn't. Man. Um, oh. Jamie Farr. He was only supposed to be in one episode, and people loved him so much that they brought him back for the whole show. Man. Um, Loretta Swit. So hot lips. Yeah. She What's was up, hot lips. She was my Pammy Anderson before I Pammy. Bet she was. A, I was, had a whole lifetime of blondes before. Mm-hmm. And that was what one of my first crushes. I had a crush on Trapper. Harry Morgan reminded me of my grandfather. Oh, me too, so much. Ugh. And I used to watch MASH with my grandpa. So yeah. he loved MASH. Very much. But between Alan Very Alda much. and Mike Farrell, I always wanted to be more like Mike, like cool, but I mm-hmm. always was a big goof like Alan. Yeah, I could see that. I wanted to be more calm and collected, but I was always kind of You can be calm and collected when you yeah. need to be. Yep. And we didn't get to talk about um, glasses, the, um, William Christopher? the priest. Father John. Is he a priest? Yeah. Is that what they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about him at all. He's, he's a father. Father, right. Catholic. Father Mulcahy. Yeah. How did I remember that? (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like we next year on this day are going to have to do a whole nother episode because there's a lot that we didn't get to talk about. I agree. I think we just do September 17th is MASH Day. It's MASH Day every year. Every year. And we just tell more more cool stuff about MASH. We learned about that lady that knows how to do the paperwork. Let's make September 17th National MASH Day. Like, let's do the paperwork and everything. We could do we, that. It's like one piece of paper. We should right. totally do that. And File we'll for be, it to be National Mash Day. Yeah. Sponsored and by Misty and I. We did that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's awesome. Yeah. We should totally do yeah. that. Yeah. Guess what we're not going to do? That. We'll that? Probably, probably never do that. I'm looking it up right now. All right. Well, I have to go. You can stay, but I have to go because uh, tomorrow's a big day and I got to prepare. Okay. And well, I'm looking up how to make it National Mash Day. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow for number right. 300. Number 300, <laughs> Food Fridays. Oh, we still haven't decided what it's going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks for watching, everybody. This is the last of the 200s. I wish I could have a quote from the end, last episode of MASH, but we'll just leave it on This that. is Sparta! <laughs> Close enough. <laughs>